The biggest live event mistake I've ever seen is not keeping your promises that you've made to your participants. Ever worry about making mistakes in your coaching business? Or maybe you're terrified you'll get something wrong. First off, don't panic. Everyone makes mistakes. Second, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast Season 3. This season is all about mistakes that coaches make when building their businesses. From contracts to relationships to websites to events, we'll cover it all to save you time and stress. And most of all, to remind you that mistakes are normal. So with that, let's get down to business. All right, here we are again. I'm here with the amazing Bobby Palmer from datelikeagrownup.com. So if you're a woman over 40 looking for love, please go check out Date Like a Grownup and get her help. But she's here to help me today talking about normalizing mistakes. And we wanted to address mistakes that happen at live events. Large or small, the mistakes we're going to cover doesn't matter. They happen regardless. And in a twist, in a twist, even though Bobby and I have both held live events, we actually wanted to take a break from our own mistakes, give you guys a rest, and talk about mistakes we saw at a live event we attended together from an eight-figure coach. So all along, I've talked about how, you know, no matter if you're at four figures, five, six, seven, or eight, we all make the same mistakes. We wanted to just dig into someone else's mistakes. How do you feel about that, Bobby? I am so excited. We get to bag on someone else instead of <laughs> instead of admitting our screw up. So, so yeah. I'm happy to get to it. And by the way, I have not made these same mistakes. So I just want that for the record. You know, these are pretty biggies, but they do happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, they absolutely do happen. So I am also excited to get into it because we're going to spill some dirt yes. in the nicest possible way. So if you're thinking about having a live event where you bring people together, especially a slightly larger one, this episode is for you. Or if you're thinking about hosting just really any event at all, you'll want to listen because these mistakes can happen whether you have three people or 300 in a room. So I want to start with this question, Bobby. What is the biggest live event mistake that you've ever seen? The biggest live event mistake I've ever seen is not keeping your promises that you've made to your participants. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much to that that we need to get into because that's very broad and there's very specific things we want to cover today. We want to talk about an actual real live event that we went to a long time ago. I want to say 2013, 2014. Is that right, Bobby? Sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. So it was with a really big name guru and I had taken one of his programs and loved it, loved it and was really in touch with his work and had some success implementing his strategies. And so he held a live event and you were allowed to invite someone for a, a small amount of money. And so I invited Bobby. And so I'm going to set the stage and then I want Bobby to share the first mistake she saw. I'm going to set the stage and say this event happened in Arizona and it was very warm and it was a three-day event over like uh, into the weekend. I think it might have started like on a Wednesday, Thursday, maybe not. I don't remember. But Bobby and I showed up and we had been promised, you know, we'd walk out the door with some really specific stuff and we were excited and I had been talking up this coach. And so we showed up all eager beavery and the mistakes happened immediately. So Bobby, tell us, start with the first mistake that you saw. Morning one, we're so excited to get started. 
and we enter the hallway, very long hallway into the event venue with doors closed and we're waiting for the doors to open and we're waiting for the doors to open and literally hundreds of people piled into this hallway and waited for almost an hour for the doors to open. They were late starting almost an hour while we stood in there sweltering. Yeah, it wasn't fun, guys. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Making people wait isn't isn't great. So why, why – I mean, beyond the obvious is this a mistake because we had to wait. But Bobby, can you explain why this was an even bigger mistake than it seems? It's disrespectful. And it's not taking care of people's comfort, their basic human needs. But what did it do to your mindset to walk in after waiting an hour? I was, I was pissed at him. I didn't – I instantly – regarded him as someone that I was not going to respect. And he had a lot to prove to me after that. Yeah. So I really want to stop there because what Bobby said is brilliant. I already liked him. And so I was going in like willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but Bobby didn't know him nearly as well. And so not only were we annoyed having to wait an hour as anyone would be, but it actually undermined him, our confidence in him and especially Bobby. She didn't know him well enough to give him the benefit of the doubt. So she was walking in like, who is this jerk? (laughs) Why should I trust him? So she already started in a negative frame of mind. And you don't want to have people walking into your event already unhappy day one, moment one. No, you're going to be swimming upstream because what happened too, there were so many of us and people were complaining and really uncomfortable and they were leaving. And so then you start not just you're feeling bad, but that crowd mentality begins. And I think that hung over the whole event for three days. Yeah, that's true. And so Bobby asked me, what was his next mistake? What was his next mistake, Christy? Thank you. That's such a great question. I know. Um, So his next mistake happened right away. So we file into the room and we sit down and we're finally, we're grateful to be in the air conditioning. And his next mistake was he told us the agenda. (laughs) And now we'd just been waiting for an hour. So we were already thirsty and a little bit hungry. And we were starting to think about like, we need the bathroom. You know, if you drink coffee like an hour later, (laughs) you know, you're starting to think about your biology a little bit. So, you know, we're already an hour late and his, he tells us the agenda and the agenda is day one. Awesome be awesome. Day two, be more awesome. Day three, awesome sauce. Now, I want to stop and say, folks, this is literal. Christy's just not like sort of saying, oh, it was kind of like this. That was on the slide. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is not my usual hyperbole. Uh, (laughs) So we're sitting there and we're like, oh my gosh, there's no agenda at all. So Bobby alluded to it before, but Bobby, can you tell me why was this such a big mistake? Yeah. No, no indication of uh, breaks of lunchtime, of when we were ending, of when we were starting the next day. So especially for those of us, I mean, there was the, bi- the biology part, but also we were business people. We're entrepreneurs. As you know, you are always on. There's always something to do. So if you have a client meeting at one o'clock because you figure you're going to be at lunch, you have no idea whether you have to cancel that with your client. Just as an example, it was talk about disrespectful, right? And he promised in his information that he gave us about the event, there was a promise that it was going to be structured and we were going to accomplish a lot. And yeah. that told us right there, what are we going to accomplish? Being awesome. Yeah. So I want to put it back in the bigger picture context. So we walked in and we're already grumpy, right? Some yeah. of us more so than others. And now Me. anytime, I don't know about about everyone listening, but for me, like, like I, I'm an army that marches on my stomach. 
So I get stressed when I don't know if I'm going to, when I'm going to be able to eat or where the bathroom is and things like that. So if you, if you don't tell people when lunches or when breaks are going to be, and they can't plan their time, like when they're going to check their email or more importantly, when they're going to be able to get outside and get a, a blood sugar hit or another cup of coffee or whatever they need, what are they thinking about? <laughs> the other thing about is like right. when they're going to eat, right? Yeah. So basically we started grumpy and then he took us out of the training because now we're more worried about our biology than we are about the material. That's right. So yeah, yeah. And so if Bobby, can you ask me what the next mistake was? And then I'm going to go back no, to No, it's my, okay, but I thought it was my turn. Okay. <laughs> no, I know, but I want to share it. <laughs> what was the next mistake? Please tell us now. The next mistake, and I, the reason I want to share this is because I was the one who, who had brought his program already. The next mistake was he spent two hours introducing himself. <gasps> now, this was an event for people primarily who had taken one of his programs and they could bring some guests, but most of the people in the room were already familiar with him. So we started an hour late and then the next two hours, he told us information that we already knew. <gasps> Now, he might argue, well, it's part of showing you sort of the bigger way these events work and you want to introduce yourself, et cetera, et cetera. But my argument was, wow, you wasted an hour of our time. You didn't tell us when breaks are. And now you're telling us information we're already extremely familiar with. Like you're making us question why we're here. So like 1030 in the morning, day one, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it through the next three days. I can't. So I liked him. But within a couple hours, I was already thinking this might have been the biggest mistake I've made. Why yeah. am I here? Yeah. Right. And thanks to tequila, it was not the biggest mistake. <laughs> or in my case, white wine. Well, so, yeah. okay. So by the way, you guys, we're still day one. We're not even at lunch yet. So Bobby- yeah. And we haven't learned a thing. Yeah. We haven't learned a thing. And now Bobby started, you know, we were both a little bit grumpy, but now we're, now we're both antagonistic. And I mean, I know, you know, I'm a little judgy. I would argue Bobby can have a little snark, but like we, we <laughs> genuinely, we genuinely were excited to be there initially, right? We came with an open mind. So Bobby, tell me, what was the next mistake? Mm. This was ultimately, I think this was the biggest in terms of keeping promises. The promise that he made, which I, which is the reason I went, because this was early on in my career and I was still sort of struggling with getting that launch done, like a really successful launch done. And he was the king of launching. So his promise was we will walk out with a step-by-step to-do list to implement your next launch. So he gave us a workbook. When we came in, we got a workbook. The next big mistake was he literally, he spent so much time on other things, making us wait, talking about himself, going off on tangents, just not teaching that we didn't, we didn't learn a lot. And then he also promised that in the workbook, there were all these areas where it was going to be exercises and he was going to give us time to actually personally implement what we learned from him so that it was on paper. And he talked so much and got so off schedule that literally that time was like, okay, you have five minutes to synthesize the last 40 minutes of my babbling and make your notes. That was a huge broken promise because we left with, in spite of him, we left with very specific things to do, but that was because we were outside of the venue, you and I, and we were talking to other entrepreneurs and we helped each other. And if yeah. we didn't have that, we would not have left with anything. Yeah. So the mistake Except of, a if, fun time. If you're organizing, whether it's an online event, a virtual event, um, an in-person, whatever, and you're telling people they're going to accomplish certain things, you got to make sure they you accomplish that. You got to get you, them there. 
and you have time to deliver the work because, and, and they get time to actually do the work and, and it's going to take a little bit more time than you think. And that was really disappointing because he actually, you know, he, he's a smart guy. He had a lot to offer and he'd say something and you'd kind of want to be like, oh, let me think of this through for my business. And all of a sudden we're moving on. And you're like, wait, wait, I'm not, you know, like, let me catch up for a second. I really want to like input this into my plan. But now now we're moving on and it doesn't feel like we're moving on to something valuable because you're long winded and rambling. Um, you know, just I would rather have this this time to myself for a second. So, yeah, yeah you know, so that was another mistake. And yeah, this this kind of reminds me, Christy, when I like 100 years ago when I was um, studying facilitation and adult learning and. Uh, a teacher told me a long time ago, there's a difference between teaching and helping people learn. Teaching is about hearing yourself talk and helping people learn is really about giving your audience what they need. And he just wanted to talk. It was really about him and not us, which which we saw from the minute we waited in that hallway. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good point. And I sometimes struggle with this because there's so much you want to share to be helpful as a coach. I think we're all, we're here to help. And so I got to remember sometimes, you know, it's not about me. It's about what, what can they learn? What do they need to learn? What must they walk mm -hmm. out the door? Then it's usually less than I want to give. If they walk out the door overwhelmed, that's not helping, right? you know? Um, and if they walk out the door underwhelmed, that's not helping either. So you got to really moderate your stuff. I want to ask Bobby, cause there's another mistake and I want to, Bobby's behavior will describe it. Bobby, when did you leave each day and where did you go? <laughs> I left pretty early into his sessions, pretty soon, because it was a repeat of the last. So instead of whenever we restarted after a break, let's say, he went to the personal. He went to his stories. He had his son, who had a business that was irrelevant to what we were there to learn, come up and do an hour presentation. So so I left very early into each session, and I went outside in, <laughs> I went outside and ordered a cocktail and took out my materials that I have for my business and worked on business myself until you finally followed along. Yes, I was a little bit more optimistic than the lovely Bobby. Bobby would sit there and get a little bit fed up. And she decided that when things weren't really helping her at all, she would head out. So she usually made it through the morning session and lunch. And then sometime in the afternoon, she would just be gone. She'd turn to me and say, I'm done with finality and leave. But for me, because I didn't know what the agenda was, and because I just have this bit of a hopeful nature, I kept saying to myself, if I can just hang on a little bit longer, maybe there will be some amazing nugget for me. Like right now, I'm listening to a lot that's not that useful, but perhaps there will be that one really helpful piece of information which can be life-changing. And I do think this happens at events or in training. Sometimes there's just that one piece of information which really pushes you forward, which gives you an insight or a breakthrough. So I was holding on to that. But without fail, every single day after Bobby left about an hour later, I would think to myself, why did I stay? Why did I stay? I'm not getting anything. And so I would head out and join her at the bar. Um, she was always a drink or two ahead of me, but she was always very welcoming when I did arrive. However, I felt that that was terrible to leave early. I felt guilty about that, but I was also a little bit fed up. I just 
wanted that help and I was tired of having to listen to something that wasn't helpful. The thing is, too, when you think of it, he was like you did his programs and saw how helpful it was, right? He should never have done this live course. Remember this live event? Remember at the beginning, Christy, he asked, he said, so who's been to this event before? Raise your hand. And like 20 people out of 500 raised their hands. 500 people. That should have been an indicator. Right? <laughs> 500. There must have been 500 people that were treated this way for three straight days. And I can imagine they were many were like me. We actually talked to a lot of them. Because what happened was, as we were outside, more and more people would come. And there was just that collective, like, what are we doing here? So uh, we could talk, Christine, I'm sure we will, about what was positive about it. And that was what happened out there. But <laughs> but I never bought a program from him. Never, ever, ever would I give him a penny of my of my hard earned money. And I'm sure he lost I'm sure he lost a lot of potential clients because of that. So it's a good idea to take these lessons and think about I don't know that he was a bad person, but this just wasn't for him, yeah. right? And ask me, I want to do one more mistake, Bobby. Ask me what, what the next mistake is. <laughs> Darn, I keep missing that. What's another mistake, Christy? Yeah, I That's know there's good. many more. No, there's many more, but I don't we don't wanna we don't wanna blather no. endlessly. But there was one more that I think again, relevant whether you're doing a virtual event, small group, large group, doesn't matter. Bobby alluded to it in the beginning, and it's a mistake he made throughout. We started late. We started the morning late, we started um, after lunch late. You know, we started the next morning late. And the reason that was a mistake is it started to train us not to show up on time. So day one, session one, I was on time. You know, day one, session two, I was on time. Day, you know, day three, day two, session one, I was on time. Day two, session two, I was 45 minutes late. And I, or, I mean, maybe I was 20 minutes late, but up to, by the day three, I was like 45 minutes late because they just, that's how late they were starting. And it was really disrespectful for me. I mean, my me showing up late was disrespectful. I'm not proud of that. But I didn't want to stand in a hot hallway or sit in a crowded conference room for f half an hour with nothing to do waiting. I would rather be out in the nice outside or at the bar or at lunch or whatever, chatting with people or working on my business. And so I bring this up because he trained us to behave badly. So if you set things, if you set times or agendas or whatever, and you don't follow through, you're going to train your people to start to be disrespectful and to behave badly because they're going to say, oh, you don't value my time. I don't value yours. Right. So just so just be really, really careful about that because it, it was a really big mistake. And, you know, because I was not the only one showing up late. There's a lot of us, right? Because, again, we're busy. We have stuff to do. Our time is important. So, Bobby, we've now we've really you know, rip this to shreds. So tell me, what was one of the good things that came out of these mistakes? Why were there some positives? I do want to go there. But before I do, Christy, I just want to say one quick thing. Hospitality goes a very, very long way, huge way with live events. So if you are clearly concerned with your client's comfort and their security and not and security, not just physical, but in terms of, yes, they're going to get what they're there for. It goes a long way and people can be very forgiving. Yeah. So let's say you get off on a tangent and you start yapping for 20 minutes about something, you know, the people are people who already like and respect and trust you. They're going to go with you. That seems like maybe a small thing. But to me, whenever I did a live event, that was like first and foremost, making sure people are very, very comfortable and feel very safe. 
So, And I, I want to say, I know we're picking on this one, Bobby and I have attended so many different live events together over the years, from live events for you know, 10, 12 people to live events for, oh gosh, we went to one that was Thousands. like 8,000 right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eight or 9,000 people, um, you know, and hundreds all in between. And this is the one that always stands out. That's why we're, we're, we're (laughs) on it is because we've been to events that have had problems, but they've always, the hospitality has been good enough that we overlook and we forgive and it's no problem. But, but back to the thought that not, not all mistakes are bad and, or there's good things that come from them. That's right. And that is that we took, we kind of, you know, took it by the reins and said, okay, how can we make this work for us? So yeah, there was definitely the fun um, of hanging out at the bar and, you know, having great lunches with cocktails. And that was really nice. We got to spend time together. We also, though, after sort of the bitching ended, which after the first day slowed down, we got to really meet some very talented wonderful entrepreneurs and other people who ultimately did business with us. I had a copywriter that I met there that worked for me for quite some time. I had somebody that we did a JV together. So that was really the positive part. Gosh, we met just the greatest people. Yeah. Leaving the sessions early and kind of wanting, like being a little bit confused led to us being a lot more social than we might have been if we had just been in the sessions all day because we would have just been listening right and kind of doing that that work in the room so it was great to make those connections and while you know we we're making fun of some of it but a lot of it just we ended up just having really great conversations mm-hmm. so so that turned out well for us so I want to say what what I took of it that was good is that it taught me it remind not taught me because I have done a lot of facilitation and event hosting in my time it reminded me though of how important just certain small things are. And if you can get the mm-hmm. even the small things right and one or two of the big things, then it's all going to go really, really well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you set an agenda. You let people know when the breaks are. You tell them where the bathrooms are. You start on time. You end on time. And, you know, if you have a goal or an outcome, you give them time to help get there. And, you know, it's just super simple. But if you do the simple things right, a lot of good will come of it. And you have mm-hmm. to actually do a lot wrong to make people angry. <laughs> you know, if you do one or two wrong things, like, you know, he did one or two wrong things right at the beginning and I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? But if you do, you know, and so if you can mess up and people aren't going to get that angry, but if you mess up consistently every single time in, in a bunch of different ways on the big stuff and on the little stuff, that's where people start to really get upset. It's about making sure they know you care about them. Yeah. So Bobby... Now that we've sort of done this, I'd love to share and and recap our tips. So if we can go to a lightning round, I'd love to chat about tips. Now, the lightning round, I consider the sweet part of the interview and the episode. So it's always sponsored by some sort of chocolate. In this case, our lightning round is sponsored by what I like to call breakfast cake. So breakfast cake is any chocolate cake or any cake of any kind that you eat just for breakfast because you can. And a friend of mine makes an amazing breakfast cake, and I ate a bunch of it last week, and it was awesome. So I just want to say, if you've got cake in the house, it's an excellent breakfast food. It's got eggs. That's something. Anyway, and... (laughs) As always, our lightning round is sponsored by a Coach Pony program, in this case, Build a Real Business. So if you are a new coach and you just don't know how to get any paying clients and you're struggling with how to run a business, come on over to coachpony.com forward slash barb dash invite, B-A-R-B dash invite over at coachpony.com and learn about our program to help you build a business full of happy paying coaching clients. We are here to help you. And with that, let's get to the lightning round and our tips. So Bobby, tip number one. Always have a clear structure. Always have an agenda 
It's very clear on how the time is going to be spent and what's going to be accomplished so that your clients feel safe and they feel proud about the investment that they made. How about you, Christy? Next tip. If you offer live events or intensives or virtual events, just be careful about having too many things so that your clients actually don't get time to work. Give them the time to do the work, to reflect and recharge and make sure they know when that time is going to happen. Yeah, there's so much value in you shutting in us shutting up and letting people process the information and apply it to their own business. Bobby, tip number three. Keep your freaking promises. (laughs) Make sure that the experience that you offer, that the information that you offer matches what you promised when people made the investment in your course. And that includes, for instance, if if you promise luxury, make sure it's luxurious. If you promise they're gonna walk out with something tangible, make sure you do everything you can to set it up for them to actually accomplish that. Last tip, Christy. (laughs) All right, final tip. Be careful not to train your clients and attendees to do the wrong thing. So if you set rules and you set boundaries and you set times, follow through so everyone respects each other and you. Well, that's another episode. I hope this was helpful to everyone. Remember, you can always find Bobby Palmer at datelikeagrownup.com. So if you are a woman over 40 looking for dating help, go. And you can find me at Coach Pony. And we'd like to, of course, close out in totally not at all cheesy way by any shape or form. (laughs) So are you ready, Bobby? Yeah, but I still don't think it's cheesy, but I'm ready. Okay. Always remember, you can't be great without making mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate you. And if you know another coach who could really benefit or is struggling, feel free to share the podcast with them. Finally, if you want to avoid more mistakes in your business, then please, for the love of chocolate, join Build a Real Business, our comprehensive program to help you find happy paying coaching clients. It's the step-by-step training and real live support that you need to build a coaching business that you absolutely love. You can find more information over at coachpony.com forward slash barb dash invite. That's coachpony.com forward slash B-A-R-B dash invite. I can't wait to help you and I'll see you next time. Saddle up. Let's ride.